Hey there, I'm Father Matt Face. And I'm Amanda Vernon. This is We Should Pray. The podcast where we discuss how prayer transforms tragedy into comedy. Today we're going to talk about fireworks, Christmas lights, other shiny explosive items. Oh, my spiritual director, <laughs> who is just so vibrant, Sister Barbara. She Wonderful. is our first guest yeah. on our podcast. So we're happy we to it's her hear from her and uh, then we say things that we've been wanting to say for a long time. Comedy, tragedy, vanity, vanities. We should pray. We should pray. Hey, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Today we're gonna talk about how it feels when you like need to say something to someone, right? But they're not ready to hear it. <laughs> okay, so that that sense of like needing to say it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I thought the title that we could go with is mm-hmm. "I've wanted to tell you this for so long." Dot dot dot. Ah. You know, see what you did there. Yep. So when so you're a spiritual director, is that right? Um, I am. Like technically, I don't have a certificate in spiritual direction, but but you give spiritual direction. I do give spiritual direction. So the the time that I remember you talking about this the most is when you were working in campus ministry, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so students would meet with you sometimes one on one, and yeah, often it's kind of like spiritual therapy. Well, uh, no. Okay. Well, right. I'm just trying to describe it. Like, yeah. Because we've, we've talked extensively about spiritual direction now on the mm-hmm. show, but just in case somebody's listening for the first time yeah. or like doesn't know a lot about it, I'm trying to set the stage. It's different than confession though. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, like a, a broad description of spiritual direction for someone who doesn't know, it's like spiritual therapy. Yes. I like, that's it. That's good. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. So specifically, mm-hmm. have have there ever been instances when somebody comes to you for advice or they're here like, here yep. are the problems I'm going through, and you can kind of see, like you can see what the problem might be. Mm-hmm. Like you have maybe a gift of wisdom in that moment to like know, discern what's going on um, to some extent. Yeah. And yet it feels like they're not going to listen. Like they're not ready to hear that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, um, that can be pretty common, especially when I was at the college and it was it was students coming in, mm-hmm. um, and they would have like these um, this big problem with their roommate, right? And it's like, um, it's like just pervasive all the time. And and as they're talking, it's like it's because they do this, it's mm. because they do this, and like it's it's clear like that's not mm. what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Right, they they think it is, and that's a piece of the problem. But that's like a fruit of what yeah, there's the a deeper, actual problem. There's is. a deeper problem, yeah. and either it's like a communication issue mm-hmm. or something that the person who's speaking is doing mm-hmm. and unaware of that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I I've, I've recognized moments like that a lot, um, and sometimes it's something that, um, like I try and help the the people see the person yeah. see, um, but definitely like in that moment to just be like. Hold on, stop, you're wrong. Yeah. With certain people that works, right? Because yeah, that's how they'll best respond. Yeah, exactly. But but often, like, I'll recognize that right at the beginning. And then, like, not until the end of that meeting or, like, the next one. Uh, yeah. Can I, like, introduce that? Like, hey, actually, maybe, what what if it's yeah about something that you're doing? <laughs> right? Sure, sure. Because it's, like, they're more receptive as you, as you talk about it. Yeah. So... How was that for you? Because we've talked a lot about being on the receiving end of spiritual direction. But yeah. how was that for you as the person who's listening and giving advice? Because I know that you really care about everybody who you're ministering to. Mm-hmm. Um, is there some like sort of a, you know fatherly like pain that comes with that? Because you want to help them, and you can see what could help mm-hmm. when they're not ready. You know how. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes that, um, sometimes there's like a pain there of like, 
recognizing that they're not ready to hear this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exciting when it's like, I think they're almost ready. Yeah. So like, can we get there together? Like, can I help them get to this place where they are ready to hear that? Yeah. Um, that's, that's really awesome and really beautiful when that happens. Um, but yeah, sometimes, uh, I've, I've been in situations where I recognize that's what's going on and, and I just know like they're probably not mm-hmm. anywhere near being ready yeah. to like let this speak to right. them in a way that they, they need to hear it. Or like uh, when a couple comes, I'm thinking of uh, you described when a, when a couple comes to receive the sacrament of marriage. Yeah, for, uh, for marriage preparation. Yeah. yeah, but maybe you're only meeting with them, I don't know, do you ever just meet once? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, if, if, if someone else was training them or they're doing their, um, their preparation you know, in a different diocese or whatever, but they're getting married here. At, at the parish where you are, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's just, you just meet them the once. Right. And I can, and I know that you, you I think we've talked about sometimes, like if they're not even necessarily practicing mm. their faith, but they want to get married in the church, and then you're trying to walk them through, well, this is what the vocation of marriage means. And it's like, there, I imagine there'd be like so much that you would want to say, and yet. Yeah, that's. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Yeah, there's been there's been um, a, a few times with that where, you know, talking about the the sacrament that's you know that that this is preparing for or the way that like it's so important to pray together, and they're like they don't even pray at all. Yeah. Um, to try and really work with them, um, getting them to a place where, like they at the very least, and especially like in a situation like marriage prep. At, a, at the very least, they have to recognize what they're about to do in the sacrament. Um, and if they never get to that place, then it is absolutely my obligation to be like, well, you guys aren't ready to hear this, right. but you're not ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, um, and so sometimes there's that, that sense of like having to, to make that step even when they can't yeah. recognize it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had to go that far because I, I've always – couples I've worked with where it's been uh, a question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, we've always been able to get to uh, to a proper place or whatever. Yeah, so. where you can say yeah, one yeah. needs well, to they, be they, said. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, uh, <laughs> I have a couple more questions about this actually for you. So what about um, what about like in like seminary or mm-hmm. formation? Were there ever experiences where it's like because you mentioned when you're when you're doing. I mean, you're giving the direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it takes like a whole like meeting to be able to say something that you recognized up front. Yeah. Or maybe the consecutive, like a consecutive meeting, the, the next one. But what about like, is there someone like in the seminary who like needs to hear something and it takes like a semester to get there? Is that like acceptable? Does that happen? Has that happened to you? Yeah. I mean, well, you know some of my classmates. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Hi, Father Matt's classmates. Yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> we have um, in in uh, at Moreau Seminary where I went through formation. Um, we would uh, every year, and maybe it was even once a semester, we would have something um, that we enjoyed calling <gasps> spear evals. Okay, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, they're technically peer evaluations. <laughs> But we would often add an S uh, yes. because sometimes it did feel like you were getting stabbed with a spear. Okay, Father Paul, um, your brother in Holy Cross, uh, who's, you know, Yeah, who's your pa- your pastor here. Yeah, he he talked about this. He yes. referenced it in a homily. He didn't talk about that name, yeah. spear evaluations, but he valve. mentioned this, so please continue. Yeah, and, and so this is set up for... Um, for each of us as um, seminarians and brothers in temporary vows to um, to talk with each other in like a structured setup way and share like our evaluations, like good things that the person's doing and yeah. things that we see they need to work on maybe. Um, <laughs> and like the first time you do it, it's just so awkward, right? 
Um, because all of you are doing this for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, depending so you each on have the, a turn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Now, depending on the size, because it would it would wax and wane the number of us there. Um, maybe it was just your class, or it was like a, a smattering so of like people. So, like twelve. I'm just guessing. They, yeah, they call these 360 reviews in corporate America, don't they? Yes. Something yes. Like exactly. That? Yeah. Oh man, I don't think I've ever had one of those. Oh yeah, they're uh, super awkward, um, but helpful if if you engage in them right. Like there's yeah. there's really a value. Um, but boy, if if the person isn't ready <laughs> to hear, then oh, and also I, I I found this out if if that person isn't ready to hear some stuff, mm-hmm. but they know they're not ready, mm-hmm. the things they say, oh, <laughs> to you then, yeah. So like you're like I've been waiting to tell you this. Now is the time, and they're like, ah. yeah. And so then when it's your turn, like that, yeah. Well. Sometimes, yeah. We had to write it out. Often we had to write everything out beforehand so that it wasn't like retaliatory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> which was wise. But wait, was this happening in the same setting? Or you like in the same, like, there, here's an hour and we're all going to take turns oh, yeah, like I one gave, after the other? Yeah, it was, it was oh, always like private wow. though, like so one-on-one. <laughs> but like I have my stuff and you have yours and like I'm like, I would read it. And oh, then no. you One-on-one? Yeah, and then you would, re- you would read your <laughs> stuff for <laughs> me. That was like a group thing. No, no, no. That'd be way worse. <gasps> Oh, the group thing? Oof. No. Um, <laughs> okay. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> this so some amazing. sometimes, right, it would be, uh, like, especially as we moved on through, and we've done this a couple times, um, sometimes there'd be a guy who would, like, save up a thing yes. to share at this point, which which sometimes is good. I mean, that's that's the... The purpose of it—it like it, it provides a format. I don't say safe space format. There you go. Yeah, it provides a format to like <laughs> say these things that maybe like we just wouldn't say otherwise. Especially the mm-hmm. compliments piece, like things yeah. that you're doing well. Those aren't always things that we, as men, would share <laughs> with each other. You know. Yeah, okay. um, so there, there was good affirmations too. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you could I tell, could like, that. like. All right, here we are. And like you have been doing this. <laughs> and um boy, it really bothers me. Um, and for some of that it's like, well, I've why, been wanting to tell you. Why didn't you tell me for so long. a month ago? Like I'd have, I'd have waited for you to walk to class or whatever it is, right? Like, like it wasn't Right. Um, so sometimes it would be like that, like it was saved up and, and then it wasn't shared. Um, right. Oh, man. Yeah, but wow. no, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stories there. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> I <laughs> I went through uh, chapter nine of our book, mm-hmm. chapter nine, Matt, because there's also chapter nine, Amanda, but your version of chapter nine. Mm-hmm. And I read to you some of my favorite lines of yours, which I thought were really poetic. And then after that, after our recording, you were like, I thought those were going to be like something deep. And you look, you set them up <laughs> like, like these are great lines. And they I, were great I, lines. I know like I, every once in a while I can, I can do pretty things with words. <laughs> so I thought like, oh, these are going to be like some highlights of like the, my writing prose. <laughs> and it's like embarrassing, stupid things I said to myself. It's so your inner dialogue. I think it's beautiful because it's also tragic. That's our show. You know, the little catchphrase. Comedy, tragedy, vanity, vanity. We should pray. We should. Anyway, um, yeah, we should pray. <laughs> wait, wait. I need to tell you something first. Okay. Um, but we will pray. We will. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Is Jesus here? Absolutely. Amen. That's a prayer. It is. All right. I think my most tragic line in our book. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like I like the tra- I like the tragic lines because also because all right I'm not going to justify this I'll just say it it's this and I quote myself from our book I've wanted to tell you this for so long but I waited mostly because the feelings were current until now <laughs> I remember when I read that I had to like wait a second I was like the way you said it i was like 
trying to figure out what you were saying. <laughs> it's like, wait, current? Until Electrical now. current? Yeah. It's like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. It's a little slow on that one. Yeah. Well, so is Amanda. <laughs> no, what I'm really trying to say is, like, I like to laugh at you. That you do. <laughs> Specifically about, you know... The way that we wrote our book and the things that you said to me when we were like 21. Um, but also, that's pretty bad. It's terrible <laughs> what I said, too. It wasn't just you. Yeah, th- that was um, <laughs> not nice. <laughs> I was trying to be kind, though. Was it really true? But anyways, keep going. <laughs> so did you say that in real life? Yeah. As <laughs> I recall, that is what I said exactly. Because I like rehearsed that so like driving you were rehearsing that ahead of time yeah what am I gonna say? yep Ugh. um anyway it's funny because you know we're best friends now so that's cool um yeah, that and makes now it i funny. just tell you almost everything right exactly as soon as i think of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually now that i think about it maybe more of this <laughs> would be beneficial i don't know maybe okay. like a happy medium do you think we could Strike that up. I'm really great at like middle ground. We had a conversation with my spiritual director earlier. And so it's pertinent to to this discussion. Absolutely. This episode. So I'd like to switch over to that footage because we recorded it for this moment. Sister Barbara. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful to uh, finally meet you, to see you, Sister Barbara. I know. I've, we've heard, I've heard of you for a long time. <laughs> it was really nice. Yeah, good things, I hope. Of course. Yeah, well, good. Well, good. Likewise, I've, I've, heard, I've heard a lot about you and the great, um, the great words of advice you have to say. Uh, so thank you. Welcome. So, Sister, where are you today? Right now I'm in, I'm in Vermont. You laugh. <laughs> I live in Vermont. Lots of snow here. Cold. Oh yeah, because you were in Michigan, mm-hmm. and now you're back. Back in Vermont. Mm-hmm. I know that we talked last week for spiritual direction, and you were saying people people were asking you, "Well, when are you going to get back to Vermont?" And you were saying, "Well, either way, we're going to meet over the internet." So <laughs> it doesn't matter where we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that we can talk. <laughs> So, sister, um, I was going to ask for <laughs> some words of wisdom from you. And there's some that I remember specifically that I remember you telling me. Now, this is just how I recall the advice. So you could also let me know if I'm remembering it correctly. So, so you're going to ask Sister Barbara to say the things you want her to say? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, like to clarify ah, <laughs> and different. to help explain to our listeners. Okay, that, that sounds good. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I remember you saying something to the extent of, like, something that you say in your community of religious sisters, that if your sister, like your biological sister, needs to hear something, do you remember this phrase? Like, you're not going to be the one to tell her. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Could you elaborate <laughs> on that a little for our listeners? Well, you know, I, I think between sisters, I'm talking biological sisters now, there's an emotional bond that when you say what you think, what you want them to know, what is coming across is something else. <laughs> and so they can't hear it from you because they'll say, oh, yeah, what do you mean? You're telling me to do that? Well, look <laughs> at you. And so it goes back and forth. When it isn't, when you're not related in that way, you don't have that same baggage that somebody can pull up and say, you can't tell me that because, well, look at you. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Um, what, if, what if your sister comes to you for advice? That's a different story. If your sister comes to you, then you you need to answer the whatever it is, what you think. Now you may get in an argument because it can go back to that same thing that you know that um what would you call it that long-range emotional uh, 
connection that you've had with her. But if she comes to you, you've got a better chance of um, <laughs> being successful. Right. Okay. So what about sister in other, in other situations, um, other relationships, like you have something that you want to say to a person. Um, maybe it's something that needs to change, the <laughs> change that you see that needs to be made. Um, or, you know, I was thinking like in, in our story, like when we were kids, you know, there were all these emotional things I wanted to say and it, mm -hmm. it wasn't the it right does. time, you know, but how, you know, how would you kind of advise someone to, to know the, the difference between when it's time to speak? I know that's a big question, but maybe yeah. you have some advice. Yeah, and it, it, it's so different from, for different people and it depends on who that other person is. Mm -hmm. I think one of the first things that you have to look at is, are you always the one giving the advice? Mm. Or are you allowing that other person to say things to you? Because I think so many times it ends up being a one-sided thing. I've seen that when people have talked about uh, relationships, dating relationships, and they can't understand why all of a sudden the other person says, you know, it sounds like I'm the only one that's bad and you're all good because you're always telling me what you don't want me to be. And if that's all you can tell me, then it's finished. And so a lot depends on who it is, who the other person is, what kind of a relationship you do have, and is it give and take? Are you willing to listen to that person as much as you want that person to listen to you? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good point. And they, they, can, they can be a, a hard piece of it, but yeah, that's, that's great. So my last question has to do with the phrase that you taught me that I've also shared with Father Matt and shared with whoever will listen of uh, stay in the ache. And you, I know, mm -hmm. go ahead. You can. I just would like you to talk about it because I like it when you talk about it. <laughs> you know, when I say stay in the ache, it's, you know, all of us have painful things that we that happen to us that we can't understand where it's coming from and and we want people will come and say well how can i get rid of this how can i get over this mm -hmm. and so much of the time you have to stay in it and work with it because so many times the ache is telling you something but we don't want to know what that ache means and so we'd get we like to get rid of it we want to push it away. But every emotion that we have or every feeling that we have has got a message. And so many times God is in that message, but we think it's all human and it isn't. And so that's why I say, stay in the ache so that you can live through it, understand what it's about. Where did it come from? Um, and it's the same thing when, you know, people will ask about, well, how do I know whether I should do this or do that? And I, I'm just, I'm waiting until God tells me, well, forget that. <laughs> I tell you, I always say, and it's the same thing with, it, it's a little bit different emphasis than, than being in the ache. But it's, you have to move towards something. Mm -hmm. For anything to happen. To sit and wait, you will sit and wait until you're six feet under and you will never come up with the answer. Yeah. So you have to move with it. You have to do something about it. And when people actually begin to realize that, it is such an eye opener to them that now I understand I've got to do something. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you do. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's the same thing, staying that you have to, you have to do something. But sister, staying in the ache, that sounds like that's going to hurt. Oh, of course it hurts. But pain hurts. Like, hurting isn't fun. And so we try to get rid of it as fast as we can and get onto something else. But if we carry all of these aches around pretty soon, that's all we're going to be is one big ache and we we'll, won't understand why. I can't make sense out of anything anymore. 
because I, I just keep pushing down this ache and well, I won't bother about this. I'll get over this. I just won't deal with it. I won't talk to the person that caused this ache or I won't talk to God because for sure he caused it. Um, and God gets blamed for so many things. And I said, well, you know, he's a good person to blame because uh, he will never fight back. <laughs> but you won't get anywhere either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, sister, as always, it's great to see you. And um grateful that we can at least talk this way at a distance mm -hmm. for now. Um, so glad that I was able to introduce you finally. After all these years. <laughs> and I know you were talking to David <laughs> earlier when he was setting up the technology. So thanks for staying with us. And <laughs> You're welcome. And it's so good, Father Matt, to meet you. Yes. You yep. know, you always have this idea of, you know, what this person looks like. Yeah. Who this person is. Yeah. yeah. Well, how'd that match up? Very well, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that, did I see a picture of him? Maybe on the book cover. Maybe that was it. Okay. Yeah. He's wearing the same outfit, so. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like us, you know. Somebody's told me, well, you never have to change clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I what? Make <laughs> <laughs> it wash. <laughs> I forget that little part. Yeah, I have another one in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you, sister. You're welcome, Amanda. Talk to you again. Thank you, right. Father Matt. God bless. God bless. Thank you. Sister Barbara, right? Oh, my goodness. Right? Delightful. Do you understand? I yeah. Mean, yeah, even more, you, you better understand. Absolutely. <sighs> so my, I relate with what she's saying about the family dynamic. Yeah. Like when you want to say something to someone in your family and they can't really hear it mm -hmm. from you. Mm -hmm. But I also heard growing up in my household, like as a kid, <laughs> I remember my dad and my mom talking They'd be having a discussion back and forth. Maybe it lasts days. And then my mom would come to my dad and be like, I talked to Wendy. Wendy's her sister. I talked to Wendy and she said, you know, we should just buy this couch. And my dad's like, that's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, it just, Wendy said it. And now, now I understand. So even though they're all in the, you know, my, my parents are married and then that's, my mom's sister, mm -hmm. just someone outside of maybe that. Of, of that particular relationship. Yeah. Right? That, that focus. Right. Yeah. Somebody with like an outside perspective, yeah. even if it's one of your siblings. Yeah. But they're involved in to a different degree mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the like the subject matter at hand. Yeah. Um, well, I loved, I loved when, um, when Sister Barbara was, was talking about that with the, with the family piece. And I, I was thinking specifically of my dad and my brother. Um, who get along wonderfully and um, whom I love both of them dearly. And I also love just watching them talk yeah. and fight because um, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> um, my dad is, is perpetually um, on and off of, uh, of diets and things because mm -hmm. we face his love food. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and w there was a, a period, it, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but there was a period when anytime my dad would, would offer a, a critique to my brother, like a legitimate critique, perhaps. Mm -hmm. My brother's response was always like, but you were just eating potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Steve, that that's not what we're talking about here. But you were eating potato chips. <laughs> well, true, you, the, the crumbs are still on dad's shirt, but that's not what's at issue. But yeah, like, that's amazing. incapable of... Uh, it's too close. Of, yeah, too, too close. close. Too close, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. about like for a pastor of like a parish, mm -hmm. like that same dynamic where they're like maybe preaching but can't broach certain <laughs> topics as readily because mm -hmm. like everybody knows that like have you encountered that? Or the, then there's like a guest preacher who comes in yeah. um, and like they're the ones who are able to like mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. say the hard thing. And be well received. Is that a yeah? That that definitely um, that definitely can happen. Uh, the w the way I've experienced that is um, with like stewardship days. Oh yeah. When the, <laughs> when 
like the pastor knows, like, I've got to ask for more money because we need it. And like, here are the reasons and all that stuff. Um, and like, but sometimes depending on the pastor, like just can't like ask for more. Cause like there's, he's he, already been he, asking. Yeah. The, he already knows yeah. he's asking so much and there's all these different things and he's written a letter and all these things. Um, and so to get someone else to, to like make that ask, yeah, like sometimes they, they like just the pastor needs that cause they, they oh, just can't right, right. ask again or something like that. Yeah. Or you have the seminarian come in. Oh, and yeah. like give a little appeal at the end. They're like, thanks so much for supporting me. When you support your diocese and your parish, you're supporting my vocation. Yeah. Everyone's like, we got to give to yeah. the church. And the priest, the pastor's like, thank you. The worst, the worst I've heard is the, the whole, uh, you know, basically like you guys aren't dressing up for Jesus, you oh, know, yeah. like the, the, the wardrobe oh. or the um, leaving, uh, leaving. I, I, leaving early. Yeah. They're like, wait till we leave then you can leave <laughs> yeah i mean there might have been there might have been uh there might have been some others that, what, what that i'm that, forgetting that church that especially has like, like a school mass where like the kids had been bad then the yeah. pastor might come down Ooh. on us yes that, i have a faint have you memory. had experience with that yeah i kind of have a faint memory <laughs> father antichire maybe oh yeah and father jose right yeah. I am impressed. Oh yeah! Oh the yeah! Respect oh yeah! You have shown here today. I don't think I, he's really impressed. I got a really bad. We got chewed out by <laughs> Father Jose because they because you were praying the too music hard. Teacher relayed to him that our grade was being very naughty. Oh yeah! And so, like outside it, of so church, so it became part of the yeah, like yeah. in class. So it became part of the homily. <laughs> no, I love it. Maybe I'm free. Maybe it was just, I don't remember. Maybe it was just a scolding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it was like extra But it seems like you were on blast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was very passive aggressive. He was like, I am impressed. I am impressed with the respect <laughs> that you have shown here today. Yeah, it stuck with and you, I was David. Like, yeah, stuck it with you. It stuck with me. I remember. <laughs> yeah. I am impressed. Oh my so God. now, whenever we're impressed with something, you'll be like, I am impressed. <laughs> I am impressed. <laughs> I've also noticed when you're saying something good, you're saying positive, encouraging words. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, even in that situation, the person needs uh, a stranger to say the same thing. Yeah. In order to like receive the compliment. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what is that? That is so funny. Yeah. Like. Like David could tell me, like I'll be like, "Does my hair look good?" Well, maybe it's the obligation thing you were talking about in the other episode. You're like, "Are you just saying this because you made the obligation?" Yeah, because you feel oh, yeah. like you have to say it. Yeah. And I think that relates with what Sister Barbara is saying about like it's like it triggers other mm-hmm. <laughs> all of these other memories and other Long-term discussions that you've stuff. had. Like, yeah, emotions that you've already that have already been percolating. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes if there's somebody. Whether it's something, you know, when, when we come in to give a parish mission mm-hmm. and you're speaking there and, and people are like, wow, you just said this thing that I've been needing to hear. And, and sometimes you look at the pastor like, I said that last week, you yeah. know, but it's like. I talk about that all the time. <laughs> like, good, keep it up. I know. But it's it's when we're working together in that sense in the church, then we, it's like such a benefit to have somebody come and visit because they can, they can speak in with like a, a new voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, to what, um, to what we're already trying to remember. And, uh, Kiara, our daughter, Kiara, who is eight, she, she came to me the other night with a spiritual problem. She said, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just, she was distraught too. I have a spiritual problem and I have no idea how to fix it. And you don't know what to say either. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> Okay. And so she's like, you just won't be able to tell me. And uh, so I think maybe uh, she she kind of proceeded to explain she's feeling bad about different things. And and yet because she told me I wouldn't be able to tell her, I just kind of felt like whatever I said wasn't going to work. Wasn't going to work. So you know what? I, I told her, I'm like, you know, when I need to know what to do and i can't figure it out she's like i've been praying i said you know we have we're part of the church for a reason we we don't just go go to god as individuals Mm -hmm. but as a family as the body of christ so we need each other and she's her eyes are kind of getting a little wider she's like oh okay and um 
And I said, so, you know, sometimes I talk to my spiritual director, Sister Barbara. Sometimes, you know, I'm listening mm-hmm. to other people. Sometimes I call Father Matt. <laughs> sometimes Matt. <laughs> Every once in a while I call Father Matt and father him. Sometimes I answer. <laughs> and so... <clears throat> And so she's like, well, who could I talk to? I said, you know, so I always talk to my dad too, Papa. She's like, Papa, could we call him? So I got, I texted my dad. He's like, sure, I have a few minutes. So I got my dad on FaceTime with Kiara. And she's, oh, awesome. she's there like spilling her heart. And he's like, well, you know, it's very simple. You need to be grateful. The more grateful you are, the happier you are. She's like, oh. And so he's just relating that to prayer. And then we end the call. And she's like, I understand now. I understand it all. Mom, why didn't you say that to me? <laughs> and I'm like, listen, gratefulness is the thing we talk about the most in this household. My kids are always like, I know, be grateful. I know what you're going to say. And I'm like, I guess, you know, sometimes you just have to hear it from the right person. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, We should pray. We should pray. Maybe we could pray for anyone who has something that they need to say, they feel they need to say to someone, but they haven't like found the right time. Um, I'm thinking about families, especially family dynamics. Mm-hmm. Thinking about Sister Barbara when she's speaking to how difficult that can be. Maybe there's like an unresolved issues that somebody just doesn't know how to fix or address. Mm-hmm. So like for the grace for them in 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 that moment when they need to like be patient with it or um maybe have more compassion yep. to to stay in the ache yeah like sister barbara said and then also that god in god's providence if that word needs to be said that there's and it needs to come from somewhere else that like someone else can step in and speak that sounds like a wonderful thing to pray for yeah. you want to lead us off sure in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen Lord, thank you so much for all of the good gifts that you give us. Thank you for bringing good out of what we see as uh, bad bad situations uh, or even this pain that Sister Barbara was talking about today. And I pray especially for those who feel like they need to speak up. They need to say something, especially to make a change, Lord, in families and relationships. And they haven't had the floor, so to speak. They haven't been able to say what they need to say. Just ask that you would give them grace to know that you are with them in that moment. And that the truth indeed will bring them freedom and bring freedom to those around them in your time, Lord, help them to be able to trust in that, to trust in you. Come Holy Spirit, as you descended upon the disciples and filled them with the courage to go forth and preach the good news of Christ, fill our hearts with your peace, with the fire of uh, your love, with the zeal to say what you are leading us to say. Give us the courage and the strength to trust in your guidance, to trust in your movement in our lives. Help us to say uh, your words, not merely what we want to say, but truly the words that you are leading us to say, so that we may speak beautifully of the word. The word made flesh saved us. May our words, O Lord, truly be the words that you desire us to speak when and how uh, we're called to speak them. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Speaking of words to speak, that was awesome. Prayer's pretty great that way, huh? Yeah. Amen. My dad used to ask me growing up, I remember him saying, Amanda, why does God make us wait for things? And my dad otherwise we'd drift away. <laughs> Was that not a setup like a for a, Yeah. For like a mass wait joke? Okay. And then he would 
<laughs> he would say, um. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. I love it when puns derail conversations. <laughs> it's the best. Yes. Congratulations. Because there whole, there's like you know a whole what? path of like mass, the Eucharist that I just avoided, but I wanted to. And you thought of them. That's why. Yes. I'm just going to. I'm just going to wait on that whole line of thinking and uh, switch to fireworks. All right. It's a good segue. Um, remember how you... It's <laughs> a good segue. Remember how you would sit um, <clears throat> for like football games, was it, at Stonehill when you were in campus ministry? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you'd sit next to Father Brian... Well, we'd stand on the sideline. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you were the chaplain, mm-hmm. the athletic mm-hmm. chaplain. And because you love to play football. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, you said that there would be like a plastic bag. What was that about? Do you remember this? Well. Sometimes? Yeah, I mean, on more than one occasion. <laughs> not like every time. But no, no, it definitely It happened not. a handful of times. It, it happened, yeah, exactly. Um, we'd be standing there on the sidelines, and it, um, the first time it happened... It was Father Brian and I uh, at an away game. So we weren't at Stonehill. We were at some some visiting field. Um, and they were early before the game. Um, you know, as people are warming up and we're, we're getting ready. But, like, we don't have anywhere to, to go. So we're just standing there. And uh, all of a sudden, like, as the wind is kind of a blustery day, and uh, uh, a plastic bag just, like, blows from the bench. Probably had, you know, whatever... Um, Tape and ro- or whatever in there, right? And this plastic bag, like, slowly, like, ambles across right in front of Brian and I, Father yeah. Brian and I. <laughs> and then, like, off and away. And it was, uh, that's what happened. Okay. So then, of course, I had to ask Father Brian, <laughs> hey, do you ever feel like a plastic bag? <laughs> He has no idea what you're talking no, about. No, he had no idea. No, that's not... You didn't uh, tell him that you were quoting a Katy Perry song? I, I did not, no. And start singing. Baby, you're a firework. Is that how it went next? Yeah, that's right. I, I often call Father Brian a firework. <laughs> Do you know that song, David? It's, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> you're looking kind of confused, but maybe uh, just at well, the situation. I didn't situation. know where he was going with this. Uh, <laughs> I don't Nor know did the it, plastic bag. I didn't know it that well that like the joke hit me. Uh, I was like, I think that's evidently the song. Father Brian. Did I didn't hear. actually know that the lyric was. Do you ever bag. feel like a plastic like a plastic bag, bag blowing through the wind, wanting to start again? Yeah, I mean sometimes. Wait, she's using because baby, you're using a firework. Trash as the, <laughs> <laughs> for the lyrics. Do you ever that? feel like garbage being blown about? You're by the not. Wind? You're explosives. That's what she's All saying, right. basically. Okay. I guess a person could do that. So you know when you're watching a fireworks show and there's like one firework at a time or two and then you're like, let's say you're like a kid and you're watching the fireworks and then you're like, when's the grand finale? Is that the grand finale? Mm-hmm. And then your mom's like, you'll know. You'll know. And then you keep asking though. Not that like any of us would do that to our mothers, but um, and then and then you there's like a pause, and then you get to the grand finale, and you're like, oh oh oh, that oh, this this is definitely it. Yeah, but if you thought that like if you thought there was more and that was it, that's gonna <laughs> be really disappointing. Yeah. That wasn't the grand finale, but the grand finale is gonna oh that was it. <laughs> that's true. Wah, wah. We recently had. Uh, like a grand finale of Christmas lights experience. Yeah, they just started exploding. No, well. (laughs) (laughs) The glass. (laughs) (laughs) Although in Arizona, (laughs) something that I didn't experience in Michigan, maybe a little in California, but they have fireworks around Christmas time, around New Year's time. Mm -hmm. Definitely New Year's Eve is huge. Because we were just, you know, in the well, snow this year, in the cold. At the end of 2020, yeah. it was the biggest. Oh, yeah. Celebrate leaving 2020. Yeah. I, heard our, I heard our neighbors kind of quietly in the distance saying, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to 2020, I guess. <laughs> she was on her balcony. 
Get out of here. <laughs> all of the fireworks is going off yeah. in all directions. I've never seen that many fireworks. Yeah, it seemed like this commercial time. fireworks is just a bunch of people, uh, well, lighting commercial fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Should have got that clip. So, oh yeah, because we we filmed it. Our kids slept through it. That was a miracle. Nice. I took our kids to a scavenger hunt though for Christmas lights during mm-hmm. the Christmas season because I love to take them out to see the see the Christmas lights. Yeah. And the little girls like they love it, and then the older kids they're like not as enthused. Like Kiara, who's eight, like maybe, and then Jamal, who's ten, is just like okay. Now, is he actually not enthused or does he like not no, want to play? No, I seriously think he just doesn't want to go see fireworks. I mean, I'm sorry. He doesn't want to go see Christmas lights. Okay. Okay. Because he would rather just ride his bike around and like play mm. with the neighborhood friends. Right. Whereas the girls are like, let's go take a walk and see the Christmas lights and it's fun for them. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I turned it into a scavenger hunt because I was like, if we can make uh, this into a competition. a competition, Jamal might like it. Yeah. And indeed he did. And so we, I, I made this like little chart and I assigned like points for different images that we could find, like angels, mm-hmm. two points, Santa Claus, one point, reindeer, four points, something like that. Yeah. And so then they, they had their little chart and then when we were in the car driving around to different neighborhoods and they could just make a little mark and then they were going to get however many points they got, they get that number of M&Ms. Ooh. So high stakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I definitely was overly generous <laughs> with the with the points and realized yeah. like there's gonna be more points than the M Ms that we have. In the yeah, back. I mean, were reindeer actually four points? No, I don't think they were actually okay. four points. Because then I, you it's know, once I said that, I realized they can come in like a pack. Yeah, you, normally yeah. a reindeer. It's not like just one. It's... Yeah, there's like about seven yeah. something. Anyway, so um, yeah, so but I tried to adjust it to where I thought this was gonna be good that we'd be able to like a lot the M&Ms when we got home and so it was going pretty well and I'm like counting their points as I'm driving thinking like we're getting pretty close to the number of M&Ms that we actually have at home <laughs> and my friend Paige was in the car with us and and I'm like okay guys um, and so Paige is kind of helping me with crowd control with the kids as I'm driving and I told them I'm like we are going to turn down only one more neighborhood through one more neighborhood and at the end of this street because you know they're all gonna like cry yeah. when it's when it's over right <laughs> i lost or like i want to keep going now that they love it you know they're like mm-hmm. i want to keep going so i'm like trying to mentally prepare them i'm like all Twice. right are you ready like this is our last street no fussing please be grateful because i always talk get about ready that. it's ending yeah, yeah i'm like be grateful it's ending okay so we're just gonna turn down this street it's the last street and we i turn left and Paige, I just hear, I didn't even look. I just heard Paige say, this is the grand finale. I'm like, what is she? What does she mean? She's like, this is the grand finale of all of the Christmas lights. And the kids are, what? And they're all, and then I hear them like, <gasps> and I like look to the right and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Can we show the picture? <laughs> this house is like dominated. It's like an army of Christmas figurines. Like every figurine that I could possibly have listed on the list is there like 12 times. It's like two bags of M&Ms a piece. <laughs> the kids are like, I just this is I just I cut out to a wide view and there's like R2D2, <laughs> Snoopy. It's like just, like, just how throw much in for just whatever holiday baby we Baby Yoda. Like why? And so my kids, oh man, they were so excited, and we took pictures. And they're just beaming, and not they're you. I know they're not just beaming because of all of these Christmas lights. They're beaming because they're like all of the candy. Yeah, <laughs> motherload. <laughs> that was oh. fun until I brought them home and was like, "So this is the bag of candy that we have." <laughs> so. We're doing it like Spotify. We're breaking it up by proportion. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you, it's not the raw number. <laughs> yes, the artists get paid by proportion of listens. Yeah. You had point zero 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 one percent. How many M and M's does that equal? Half yes, an M&M. yeah. So I mean, it worked out. But um, I, what I'm trying to say about the grand finale, the fireworks. Mm-hmm. 
oh, this is going to come back around to to waiting, is that uh, I, I, I do believe that sometimes when there's something on our heart to to say to someone mm-hmm. and we have to like wait for the right time and they're, maybe they're not ready to hear it or we're just not ready to say it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Once we are finally ready, if we've gone through this kind of staying in the ache, as Sister Barbara mentions, yeah. then when you are able to have that conversation and it's a graced moment where like you described in spiritual direction, like, oh, I think, I think they're going to be ready, mm-hmm. you know, and then mm-hmm. they are, it's like such, such a gift. Yeah. Um, even more so than had it not been sort of a struggle to get to that point, mm-hmm. um, or mm-hmm. ma- or rather, we're able to recognize it as a gift because of that. Um, and so, you know, re- relating to what my my dad would say, like, why did, why does God make us wait for things? And his his answer was so that we will enjoy it all the more once it actually happens, which I think is uh, one answer among many, I would say, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. But I I loved that. I loved hearing that. And I loved thinking about waiting in, in those yeah. terms. Like God is allowing this, setting it up. So I will be able to enter into it with all the more joy. Yeah. Um, and I feel that way about... Oh, sorry. Any comments? Yeah. No, I think that's um, that's that's really important for us to think about, right? Like, like why does God make us wait? Because you're not ready. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. that's very that that's often the case. Right, but but what? Okay, but when I heard that, because I I heard yeah. sort of that reasoning, um, a number of times, mm-hmm. and I would think of it as like I'm doing something wrong. Oh no, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what no, I mean. No, no. Like, well, if I was well, just ready, then I would be able to say this, or if, if the other person was just ready, yeah. then you know. And so, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, well, so sometimes it's the case, right? But <clears throat> no, like you're not ready. Like if you if you were to receive this now, mm. like you wouldn't. There, there's you wouldn't appreciate it to its fullness. So there's yes, some piece yes, of it that yes, you would yes, miss. Yes. Whereas like, if you can wait and like learn these other things or like prepare your heart in this way, then when you receive it, it's going to mean so much more exactly. than if you'd gotten it earlier or whatever yeah. at this time or whatever. I love that. That's how I feel about like the endings of songs. You Do know, th- like... That, they, that they're done? Like... I think the ending is better if it's there's quite a build up to the ending or I- ideally multiple endings. Multiple endings. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like fireworks. You know, you watch it, you're like, is this it? Is yeah. this it? You'll know. Is this it? And then. Yeah. So like, like, but like false ending, like a ramp up to an end. I wouldn't call it a false ending. I would say it is a starter ending. St- <laughs> I, I think that word... <laughs> Might not make sense. <laughs> a starter ending. Uh, yeah, I let's let's listen to an example. This is one of my favorite songs. I have showed you this before, you but have. I want to enjoy it with you again, and perhaps for the first, for the time. first time. When I say first time, I mean first, second, third. Dare I say fourth time with those who are currently listening? Yeah. Can you give the? The name and the title. Yeah, so this is In the Sanctuary by Kurt Carr. Oh, I love this song. I don't want it to end. It doesn't. <laughs> oh, I thought it was We Lift Our Hands in the Sanctuary. Oh, that's one. the main line. Is it listed as that? And I think it's, yeah, I think it was on, at least on that video, but maybe okay, it's... Okay, yeah, why shorten the title? <laughs> gotcha. We're not going to shorten <laughs> anything. shorten any of it. <laughs> About this we thing, make actually, sure let's Kurt gets his credit. Let's hear this. <laughs> All right, let's let's listen to the end. <sighs> hear those drums. Here comes the applause. Yeah. Yes. See, that's a wait. Oh. <laughs> All right, that wasn't quite enough. It was. We needed something more. We're still praising. See, because even that that ending was pretty drawn out. A little longer, hear the vibrato. Yeah, all that's, right, that's good. Clap. Yeah, all right. Oh, buddy, <laughs> they were still going. <laughs> See, there's like more. There's more bravado. There's more energy here. All right. It's even more. Yeah. Do you hear that? The volume. Oh. Okay. There. We, yeah. I mean, so that's. I mean, there's. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. Ah. Uh, 
Okay. <laughs> See, there you go. When you know it, when you'll know it when you know it. You know it when you know it. No, that's it. Okay. <laughs> I'm still actually not. I'm still bracing. Okay, I think there's something good about that, though, when there's the song. It doesn't necessarily need to be like that grand finale where it's like definitively over because you're in the middle of a, like a concert or in the middle of a church service because there's, there's going to be another song, mm-hmm. you know. So I just think, though, that the multiple endings is is the best. Um, and that's the way I was raised on that kind of music. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel about conversations, too. You know, like you think the conversation's over, but it doesn't have to be. But it's. <laughs> but, oh, wait, and another thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, once I gave an interview about our book. Yeah. Um, with with uh, Koji. Koji. DeRamos, and he was with the Culture Project. I love the Culture Project. Um, I love to follow them on social media for those of you who are listening who are not following them. I think their content is just really uplifting and truthful, honest. So Koji was interviewing me, and and basically he heard our story. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know what I got from your story? I'm like, what'd you get? He's like, shoot your shot. You just gotta... (laughs) (laughs) He's like, it just... I gotta... You just got to shoot your shot. <laughs> you only get one shot. Do not miss the chance. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I mean, hey, if that's how the spirit was moving his heart exactly. after, after reading exactly. it, that's good. And so as we speak to our listeners in, in closing, um, uh, maybe we could take turns just encouraging somebody who's maybe like, on the fence about like there's something burning in their heart to mm-hmm. say um you know and they're tr- trying to decide whether they just need to say it or they need to to wait on it mm-hmm. um it's so like for, for me i'd say that that the waiting that you're in um could be for a very specific reason that you you are not able to ascertain right now like mm-hmm. and i believe that god will show you that reason in time um, and that if you wait when you feel like, oh man, I really want to, really want to say something, whether it's, um, about a dating relationship or in your, in your family or in a job situation, that if it just doesn't seem peaceful to actually speak, that, that God will bring that, your patience to fruition and make it better in the long run mm-hmm. than, you know, had you not, um, had you not waited, had you, had you rushed it, um, but on, on the other hand, maybe maybe you could speak to those who who just need to like take the step of faith, as Sister Barbara was saying. Like mm-hmm. you have to, you have to move in some yeah. manner, right? So yeah, exactly. Um, we we have to keep moving forward, mm-hmm. um, always, right? What's just that that next step? The, the the Lord's always inviting us to take that next step, um, and that's that's so good. And, and sometimes that's terrifying because we don't know where our foot is going to fall, but, but trust that the Lord's guiding that. Right. Um, so keep, keep moving forward. Um, and if, if what you feel like what's what you want to do is just, is just stop and wait and do nothing. Um, keep moving even in that waiting, right? Make sure that there is movement, even in the waiting, that there is this, um, continued movement towards God with whatever this, um, difficulty, whatever this situation is. Um, and sometimes that, that movement th- by waiting is, as, as Sister Barbara was saying, also staying in that ache, right? Not, not just ignoring it yes. or yes. Like, like, fine, whatever, I'm done with it, let it go. Uh, but really sticking with that and, and working through how the Lord is speaking in that ache, in that, um, that tension of waiting, um, Continuing to be present to it is how we keep moving forward. Amen. Amen. You know, I've been meaning to say this for some time now, and I, I haven't mm-hmm. been so bold yet. If you are not yet an Amanda Vernon patron, <laughs> you should be. It's pretty awesome. The way it supports 
Amanda, the way it supports this <laughs> ministry here, uh, and the rewards that you uh, get. New songs every Sunday, for instance. It's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful uh, place to be in a, in a wonderful thing to do. Thanks. So if you'd like to take Father Matt's advice, you can visit amandavernon.com slash patron. And as we close, I'd also like to say thank you to the Congregation of Holy Cross, Father Matt's religious order, who has given us their blessing in this ministry, specifically by way of allowing Father Matt to participate in it. You want to give us your blessing as we go? No. Yes. Thanks. May Almighty God bless you abundantly, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God.